Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. Fire crews in Yosemite National Park worked through the night to continue to battle the Washburn wildfire. The fire has grown to 3,200 acres. Crews say containment of the fire has dropped to 17 percent because of warm temperatures in the area. The Mariposa Grove remains closed, and the nearby community of Wawona is still under an evacuation order. Moving on to COVID, the BA5 variant is outcompeting other strains of COVID-19 in the Bay Area. KQED's science editor Kevin Stark has that story. BA5 is now the most dominant variant showing up in wastewater in the South Bay, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, Sacramento, and elsewhere. That's the latest data from researchers who study sewage looking for clues into how COVID-19 is spreading across the Bay Area. BA5 is highly transmissible, and medical experts say it might be able to sidestep immunity from vaccines or previous infections. Here's Stanford's Yvonne Maldonado. It is still a very deadly disease when you compare it to any other circulating viral illness that we see today. COVID hospitalizations in the Bay Area are at the highest level since February. For the California Report, I'm Kevin Stark. And in Los Angeles County, it looks like they're headed for another mask mandate. As KPCC's Jackie Fortier reports, hospitalizations there are escalating and also haven't been this high since February. More than 1,150 COVID patients are in L.A. hospitals. That's a 25 percent increase from just last week. Emergency rooms and urgent care centers in L.A. County are reporting more people seeking care for COVID symptoms. Health officials say the stunning speed of BA5 subvariant infections is driving the surge and are urging people to wear masks indoors. Pretty soon, though, masks may not be a choice. On Thursday, L.A. County could move into the CDC's high-risk category for COVID community spread, partially triggered by high hospitalizations. If the county remains in the high category for two consecutive weeks, a public indoor mask mandate will be reinstated on July 29th, a move recommended by the CDC. For the California Report, I'm Jackie Fortier in Los Angeles. For the last few months, the COVID antiviral treatment Paxlovid has been available for prescription to people with certain risk factors. Now, a new health ruling means you could potentially get that prescription from your local pharmacy. KQED's Carly Severn has more. So far, Paxlovid has only been available through healthcare providers or at a test-treat site. Now, the FDA has revised its emergency use authorization to let licensed pharmacists prescribe the treatment to those at risk of serious illness from COVID. On Monday, the State Department of Consumer Affairs followed suit, waiving restrictions on pharmacists around Paxlovid, all of which means that soon you could walk into your local pharmacy, ask about a Paxlovid prescription, and fill it on site. Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid say they are evaluating the new guidance to be able to expand these services. For the California Report, I'm Carly Severn. In other news, the city of San Francisco has reached a $54 million settlement with two drug manufacturers over their role in the opioid epidemic. City attorney David Chu announced the Allergan and Teva Pharmaceuticals agreed to pay $34 million in cash. 
and another $20 million worth of Narcan, a treatment for opioid overdose. The defendants in the case uh, contributed to flooding San Francisco with an incredible amount of opioids, leading to a dramatic increase in addictions, overdoses, deaths. The settlement is a result of a lawsuit by the city targeting players at every step of the opioid supply chain, from manufacturers to pharmacies. Walgreens is the only remaining defendant in the case. Their lawyers are set to give closing arguments today. And finally, starting on Saturday, Californians who are in mental distress and thinking about suicide will be able to call or text a new three-digit number to get help. But if they call, will someone pick up the line? The California Report's Saul Gonzalez has the story. The easy-to-remember new number, 988, will replace the 10-digit 1-800 phone number long used by the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. 988 is being rolled out nationally because of bipartisan legislation passed by Congress in 2020. But each state, including California, will have a lot of control over how the new number is managed and funded. 980 is a huge step forward for America and specifically for Californians to ensure that people get the care they need in that moment of crisis. That's California Democratic Assembly member Rebecca Bauer-Cahan of Orinda. She's one of the most vocal supporters of the 988 line in the state legislature and thinks it could be a game changer as more Californians grapple with mental health problems. We think with this easy-to-dial three-digit number, we expect an incredible increase in callers, which is a great thing. It means more people will be getting help during a crisis, especially in a moment when they might be suicidal. But there are worries that an expected doubling or even tripling of calls to the new 988 number could overwhelm California's 13 suicide prevention call centers. Jonathan Cantor, a researcher with the Santa Monica-based think tank, the RAND Corporation, has studied the establishment of the 988 line. He says the current National Suicide Prevention Line, or NSPL, already has a significant number of problems dealing with call volumes. So I think right now, I believe it's about one in seven calls with the NSPL are disconnected before reaching a responder. And just historically, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline has been understaffed and underfunded. So the fear here would be that something similar would occur if you called 988. Assemblyman Bauer Cahan believes California's suicide prevention call centers are prepared for an increase in calls when 988 goes live, partly because of the money the state is committed to improving its crisis response system. We've dedicated $28 million to build up our call centers. We, As I mentioned, we expect an influx of additional callers, so we made sure we expended funds to get our call centers ready to handle that, those additional calls, get people trained and prepared to answer. So hopefully that will all happen without a hitch. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah, more than fingers crossed because lives are on the line. Beyond setting up the 988 line, mental health experts say what's needed next are more mobile teams that can meet face-to-face with people who are experiencing a mental health crisis and resources for long-term care and counseling. Assemblymember Bauer Cahan has introduced legislation that would place a surcharge on phone bills to fund such programs. For the California Report, I'm Saul Gonzalez. Support for this podcast comes from Outdoor Supply Hardware, inviting listeners to OSHA's big anniversary sale celebration, May 20th through the 26th, featuring daily deals, $15,000 in giveaways, 20% off store-wide on Saturday and Sunday, and a lot more. Learn more at OSH.com. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul, 
for 30 years. Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles. The Snap Judgment Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Governor Gavin Newsom has signed legislation allowing lawsuits against gun manufacturers. KQED's politics editor Scott Schaefer reports. AB 1594 by San Francisco Assemblyman Phil Ting allows state and local governments and private individuals to sue gun makers and sellers for damage caused by their products. Federal law shields gun manufacturers from lawsuits, but this bill establishes a firearm industry standard of conduct and allows lawsuits for violations of those standards that result in harm. Newsom signed legislation last month adding restrictions on hard-to-trace ghost guns and restricting ads for firearms aimed at minors. Gun rights groups say the new laws may not survive scrutiny by the U.S. Supreme Court, which recently struck down a New York law limiting permits for openly carrying firearms. Lawmakers are expected to send even more gun control bills to the governor next month. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer. Next week, Dodger Stadium will host the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. But when fans from across the nation descend on Chavez Ravine to watch the best baseball players have it out, they may have some trouble getting a Dodger dog or a beer. Concessions workers at Dodger Stadium are on track to hit the picket lines at any moment. The union representing the stadium's 1,500 food and beverage workers, Unite Here Local 11, says they've got enough votes to authorize a strike. But the company that runs Dodger Concessions, Levy Restaurants, has yet to respond to their call to negotiate a contract in good faith. What we're looking for is better health care. We're looking for fair wages. Sabrina Macias is a concession stand lead who has been working for Levy at Dodger Stadium for nearly two decades. She says she and her colleagues have to work at different venues to make ends meet. And they don't get health care despite all the work they do. That's troublesome for Macias, whose husband and daughter have chronic medical problems. We need that insurance. That insurance means a lot to us. Uh, We'd want those fair wages. You know, people are living uh, out of their cars. You know, some people are homeless. The union is hoping to hear from Levy before this weekend's game. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, July 13th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors, like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles? The Snap Judgment Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, 
with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!